This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Globe and Mail, revealing yet again, this time, that China and Russia are significantly increasing uh, cyber threats that will be directed at our elections and that uh, the warning is hackers will likely pose a threat to that and our national security and economy. The uh, suggestion is that cyber attacks are on the rise in um, national elections around the world, including NATO countries. More worrying is that um, China and Russia are now outsourcing cyber disinformation campaigns to third parties. And then, of course, the artificial intelligence side uh, is being used to develop these deep fake videos or fake social media profiles to spread disinformation ahead of our elections. And so, of course, we already got enough problems, right, with all the interference. We just went through a year's worth with, with China and all the rest of it. Now this, it's not new that we have been warned about our, our, our need to get our cybersecurity, our security, our institutions up. I mean, we've been warned for over a decade. Well, now another warning, and, and, you know, we're heading into an election at some point, maybe next week, maybe in two years, but I don't think we're ready. Steve Chase, senior parliamentary reporter for The Globe and Mail, broke this story along with Bob Fife. Great to have you, Steve. Great work. Yeah, glad to be here. Are you taking time off over the holidays so we can all take time of off course. over the holidays? Okay, great. <laughs> Just want to check now, right? Okay. Uh, I say that in jest because you guys do really important work. I don't think anyone would be surprised about this if they've been kind of following the fact that we are woefully behind on this. But, you know, we've had enough warnings certainly over the last year. It's been front and center. And so to get this, it's just kind of like, when are, when are we going to learn? Yeah, I think I, I think sometimes also the the in this case, the uh, communication security establishment, uh, which is our one of our, um, which is basically our cyber, it has a number of jobs, but it's our cyber defense watchdog. It's trying to get people to think or make the connection next time they see something strange uh, on the internet and social media that this uh, this could be uh, the the uh, the actions of you know hostile authoritarian states like Russia and China, which are increasingly looking to meddle in our elections. And of course, people, I don't think people have really truly appreciated the, the dangers of deep fakes sure. where, for instance, uh, you know, artificial videos get created uh, featuring politicians or other people and, and have them say or do things that, of course, they didn't say or do. And I don't think people are ready for sort of the onslaught of uh, things like spam mm-hmm. where social media accounts like armies of them are, are marshaled to sort of spread a narrative, a fake narrative. Uh, and, and that is the kind of thing that we're being put on notice to think, because even though you, you, you might abstractly realize this is the case, what you're going to be seeing on your posts, on your, on your timeline, on your, on your you know, Facebook or TikTok page could, in fact, be directed to make you uh, change your vote or to lose faith in the system. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, the prime minister once upon a time got caught in blackface, not once, twice, but three times. And I wonder... You know, it would be such an easy thing to do, right? Like if if artificial intelligence was dominate in the news today, you could probably cast it off and say, that's not real. Or you could put it on someone like Pierre Polyev and say, look, he got caught doing blackface. There's a lot of things you could do very crudely and people would just believe it. Yeah. And and I also just 
the the sort of marshalling of social media accounts to sort of spread fake narratives. We already saw the example of this last year. Uh, actually, sorry, this year when uh, the Chinese government went after Michael uh, yes. uh, Michael Chong. Now they've gone after him in several ways, but the, one of the most recent ways was to uh, marshal an army of uh, Twitter accounts to spread uh, and other and accounts and other and other platforms like WeChat. Uh, which is a Chinese language platform to spread, uh, you know, lies about him. So, and that, and that, the pervasiveness and that can have an effect on people's opinions of things. Even if you, if you, you know, you might see one, but if you keep seeing it, 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 it leaves an impression in your mind. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we've got our cyber defense watchdog putting us on notice that things are going to get even more complicated and even more uh, and more uh, chaotic yeah. going forward. And, and and we have so many challenges. A, we've got Elections Canada, which moves at a glacial pace, and they report to nobody. And so I have no idea, and I don't even know if you would have any idea of where they're at with that. Like, how are we being protected, um, given we've had all these warnings from the top institutions to say we're not war- ready and we're not listening to those warnings? Well, but, um, you know. there was a there was a a, a, a disinformation campaign against uh, against a conservative uh, MP, a Chinese Canadian conservative MP. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the last election, which Kenny, um, um, we know about, Kenny, uh, Kenny Chu, who lost his seat, uh, and we know about because um, researchers actually in the U.S. tracked it. Yeah. Uh, but we heard nothing from the Canadian government during the election about it. And uh, so, yeah, there is definitely reason to be concerned about the government's alacrity in responding to this. Yeah, and it, you know, the last thing we need is a repeat of like, you know, the United States where we're talking about false elections and and not trusting the process. I mean, we've got this inquiry starting up, um, which again, it was like pulling teeth to get it. I I think they're, I'm not sure I have a lot of faith in it because the way they've set it up, having said all that, now there's new concerns and we clearly will not have this, I think, done before the next election. So any changes we need will take forever to bring in. But now now you guys are reporting, both you and, and, and Bob Fife are reporting that a lot of the Canadian activists or some of those who were criticizing the Chinese government, they don't feel comfortable testifying. So Yes, we have a story today about how some uh, activists who frequently criticize the Chinese government, these are people from the Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong yeah. Canadian extraction or Uyghur or Tibetan, are there, they're very leery about going to a foreign in, uh, interference commission where two politicians accused of close ties to China have been given special standing. So these men, um, uh, again, uh, these are men who allegations were made against. We're not saying those allegations are correct, but these people feel uh, the concern that Han Dong and Michael Chan, Han Dong's an independent MLA uh, who's been accused of of being close to China, and, and, and Mr. Mr. Chan is a former Ontario Trade Minister. These men have been given standing at the at the inquiry during the first phase to ask to cross-examine witnesses and to see all the evidence, including the evidence that's not publicly presented at the at the hearings. And so activists are concerned about uh, being put on the stand and being cross-examined by these men. Yeah, yeah. There seems to be this imbalance. I think that is opposition members will say, well, why are certain people getting? You know this the privilege of having extra powers to do stuff, whereas the conservative side they they don't have any. Well, the conservatives were, were clearly targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, we know this because Aaron O'Toole, the former conservative leader, was told by CSIS that he and his party were targeted during the election uh, by uh, disinformation campaigns, and also, of course, NDP MP Jenny Kwan, immigration critic for the party, also revealed that CSIS had told this to her. 
both those parties have been denied full standing at the inquiry. They can't cross-examine witnesses. They can't see all the evidence. Uh, they, they have, uh, when we say full standing, we mean those, those particular powers. They have been um, told during the second phase of the inquiry when it's more about how can we fix things, they will have that standing. But not during the first phase when anyone who has that particular power can cross-examine witnesses and getting access to all the evidence presented, not just the evidence that's presented in the open, in the open court, so to speak. Yeah, what should not be a partisan issue is the, you know defending our country and our national security. And and I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down, which is to say I feel like this is set up, um, you know, just to make it look like something's being done when in fact it, it won't be. That's the concern. Well, I think. The, the commissioner defended her decision, Marie uh, Jose Hogue. She said, well, you know, these men have to clear their names. They have a direct they have a direct interest in this. Uh, and, uh, you know, so that's why she gave them the powers during the first phase of this commission. Which I think, Mr., you know, a, a, a couple of the conservatives, whether it's Kenny Chu, um, Aaron O'Toole, Michael Chong could probably argue the same. I mean, Michael Chong has been and will forever be, um, you know, a target, as will, will O'Toole. Yeah, so where does she get I think the distinction? that Michael Chong okay. actually gets standing. He has until the end of the week to apply because he didn't apply because he thought the Conservative Party was going to get standing. So he may apply, which okay. may actually... Uh, I think he may find useful for that particular kind of standing where he can cross-examine and he can see all the evidence. Because, of course, Mr. Chong, as the Gold Medal revealed, uh, was the target of uh, Chinese efforts to to uh, target him and his relatives over his criticism of uh, China's uh, oppression of the Uyghurs. And, of course, he led the... Uh, the campaign to condemn this as, gen- as genocide in the House, which passed in, the, in February 2021. Stay tuned, all right, on this one. Uh, great work. I appreciate your time, Steve. Thank you. That is Steve Chase of The Globe and Mail. They've got a new one out today on the particular inquiry angle and who can and can't and will and won't get standing or who will be testifying and who's concerned. Uh, but look, we got some very, very big problems that are not a surprise when it comes to security in this country. And the dis and misinformation and all the interference by our enemies, that's been going on for a long time. But what do you make of what we just heard? You know, are we going into territory where we're going to have an election and people now don't trust the outcome of it? How can you trust the outcome if you know that none of the bodies running the elections have actually done anything to stop it, right? We saw interference in the last election. We saw it in the election before. We don't know how much worse it will be should there be an election in the next two years. Are you going to have faith in the process?